Welcome to another educative episode of your beloved program, Children That Change the World. Today in this episode is Queen Esther Obasi with you. And with you here is Raymond Oluwalola. I am excited to be here. I am Olua Fumilayo Ojeniye. This is Saturday the 21st of November 2020 and it's just 12.32pm here in Ogbomosho at the studio. You are listening to the program Children That Change the World on Parrot 101.1 FM. Okay, as you all know that this amazing program is brought to all the students in Ogbomosha and its environed by Innovate Lab. And the essence is to elevate your mental capacities and give you the opportunity to learn out-of-the-box thinking. And when you do this, this will give you the opportunity to be all that you're meant to be. On today's informative episode of Children That Change the World, we will be telling the story of Aja Gambo Sawaba, one of our amazing heroes. Uh, let me say right here. In our story segment, we will be questioning a particular norm today bribery and corruption in Nigeria. Can Nigeria get rid of them? And towards the end of this beautiful episode, we'll also be having a quiz and game segment to allow you to think out of the box. The number to call is 0905-164-5438. You could be the lucky winner of our amazing prizes. Our lines will be open for your calls and messages. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Children That Change the World or visit our website at www.ctctw.org. Stay tuned and enjoy this thrilling and educational episode. Don't touch the dial. The future has come. back outstanding kid you're still listening to children that changed the world on parrot 101.1 fm so now we advance to tell the story of Aja gambo sawaba Aja gambo sawaba was a nigerian women's rights activist as a politician and philanthropist she served as the deputy chairman of the great nigeria's people's party and was elected leader of the National Women's Wing of Northern Element Progressive Union, NEPO. Hajia Gambo schooled at the Native Authority Primary School in Tudunwada before the death of her father in 1943. 
and more than three years later. At age 13, she was married off to a World War II veteran, Abubakar Gamba Belo, who left and never returned after her first pregnancy. A quite noticeable trait about Hajia was her unusual interest in mad people as a child. She spoke with them, accommodated some, and gave the ones she could money, clothes, and food. She was often described as stubborn and heady by people and almost always got into street brawls. According to her, I could not stand by to watch a weak friend or relation being molested. She then started to take over such fights. Whenever she got to the scenes, she would immediately say, Okay, I have bought the fight from you to the weaker person and take over the fight. Really? <laughs> her political career and activism started at age 17. During that time, Northern Nigeria was dominated by the Northern People's Congress, which had the support of the Emirs and British Colonial Authority. But she joined the opposition group, which is Northern Element Progressive Union, NEPO. She strongly campaigned against underage marriages and forced labor, advocated for Western education in the North. Hajia Gambo made a name for herself when at a political lecture during her career in the North, she climbed up and spoke out in a room full of men. She was mentored by Fumilayo Ransom Kuti, who we read her story last week, yeah. who she traveled to meet in Abiyokuta years later. Hajia Gambo Sawaba, though dead, would always be remembered for the legacy she left behind as a pioneer of the fight for Northern women liberation. She has actually left a good cause for every woman rights activist in Nigeria. A hostel in Bayero University, Kano, is named after her till death. Okay, that was the amazing story of Ajia Gambo Sawaba. And it's a very remarkable one, I must say. However, it's really great to see that women like Ajia and Fumilayo Ransom Kuti from last week I mean, did great so things. Yeah, yeah, Fumi, yes, Fumi, thank you for doing great things. I mean, even <laughs> in the dead. studio right now, no, I'm just saying the studio, <laughs> even though these are favorable times, but then it was not easy for Fumilayo Ransom Kuti because those were mm. favorable times. However, you can also change the narrative. I mean, you can, yeah? Yes, yes, that's true because... If we look at the culture there in the northern part of Nigeria, yeah. it is not an easy feat yes, for, for a back woman then, like, yeah, yeah. fighting for justice and activism. It's amazing. Okay. I mean, make the world a better place by doing things no matter how little they have to change yeah. the world. <laughs> History has its eye on you. We have our eyes on you. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Yep. We are the future, we are the dream, we are the nation, we are part of this, yes we are so amazing, that's the least we shall be, at the heart of the nation changing history, how can they say that we are finished, we have just begun, when we have nowhere else to run to, we have nowhere so get out of the way, out of the way of the land of our dreams. We are the nation, we are part of this. Oh, oh. We are the nation, we are part of this. Whoa, oh, oh. carry the song, carry the sound. 
you very tuned to Children That Change the World and Pirate 101.1 FM. So now, like I said earlier, we are going to question a particular norm in Nigeria. And what's that norm? Bribery and corruption. Over the years, bribery has been like yeah. a norm for us, like really. From, from the lowest citizen. Exactly. To the, to highest. the highest. Like, if we don't do it, it's like it's just we might not just be Nigerians anymore and it's just so sad we have to like change the narrative we are hoping for a new Nigeria and start from us so before we dive into the discussion we just want you to understand what this really means corruption in Nigeria okay corruption is really Nigeria's biggest challenge like mm-hmm. when I was just looking out on Google the only thing I was just in about corruption was Nigeria 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 so it's something that Nigeria has been tagged as like Nigeria is a very corrupt nation and Hmm. corruption for me is just the abuse of power in that particular sector in whatever means either little either high whatever means just an abuse or illegitimate illegitimate use of power in that particular sector now we have a lot of examples of corruption so bribery is just one aspect (laughs) and bribery is like what we see like every day We want something, and before we get that stuff, we need to pay before we get it. A lot of people have situations where they want to study in a particular university, but they will have to meet a particular lecturer to pay him before they can study that particular course and in that university. And it's really, really very, very, very very bad. So this is just like a little idea or a little word about what corruption and bribery is. So I feel for children to like understand what we are saying... Um, extensively, it's it's a secret act. Corruption is a secret act yeah. that is done to make the third party influence some actions. So just like Queen said, you want a particular thing, and then you mm-hmm. have to give some sort of incentive yeah. to people to like influence their actions to favor you. And oops, let be us in Nigeria. Amen. <laughs> so um. The question now is, is the leadership in Nigeria, like, over time, have they been able... Let me rephrase that question. The leadership in Nigeria over time, have they been able to fight corruption as a problem? The answer I have for that question is no. Because corruption happens in, like, several and different scales in Nigeria. From, like, small favors... Mm -hmm. To like the grandest one, small favors from like ah, oh mommy fetch your exam, teacher yeah, back. Yeah. Like you just want, mm-hmm. you just want things for your own benefit, not considering the economic consequence or something. So I feel corruption is like a global thing. But the saddest part of the news is that Nigeria we either rank the most corrupt country. Or second to the most corrupt We are country. just in the rank. We are just there. I tell you. So, and this thing happens in all sectors. Political sectors. I mean, there's a particular time when uh, MTN um, was supposed to, like, pay for um, a particular fine. And Abakiari got bribed for it. And then it was questioned for a while. And then we didn't hear anything. 
that's that's like a very huge factor when there is injustice in in the country definitely corruption's roots would would like dig deep or what do you think Raymond yes I mean you guys have been saying so much and it looks like um, um, I don't know this is something we are all familiar with yeah. either you're young or you're an adult I mean you must have heard of the word corruption before mm-hmm. somewhere or you must have heard the word bribery so I mean it, it, it beats me hollow every time that you hear that a leader which we have so much faith in um, you know that the person is corrupted I mean or the person um, got to the place of where we wanted them to be as a leader and they didn't represent us well because exactly. corruption is, is simply the misuse mis- of power oh, or yes. private it's like when they are elected to that office they get repurposed somehow like their purpose was like we are going to like for example a chairman in a local government I'm going to like build Help you something build roads. Once they get elected and well, then get that changed. position, they just get repurposed for corrupt actions. I don't know. It's like a cycle, and it's very rare for us to like find leaders in their positions trying to like really liberate people and really serve people. I mean, um, even the recent Ensas um, movement that, that that you know Thank that we experienced. I mean, like the, okay, let's talk about the. Um, Palliative, yeah? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Everything was for the public <laughs> and then it was misdirected somehow into one cargo or maybe what do they call it? One bag. <laughs> one big one big house. <laughs> yes, yeah, storehouse. Something meant for the public. I mean. And just one person or one small number of people just had access to it. Imagine. I mean it's painful. It's painful. And then I those people just... that even got the opportunity to get those palliative to even give out to others they just had to increase the prices to sell it to them so it's just like it's moving from it's, it's just a rank it's just a level players, right? and i mean if we have to look at the numbers corruption um okay there there's a group in the world that, was, that is set up to you know look or rank corruption sort of it's called the cpi corruption perception index okay so um in 2020 of january they published that the least corrupt countries about they published about six names. Now, take note: Denmark, Finland, New Zealand, Sweden, Singapore, and Switzerland. I'll take that again. The least corrupt countries: Denmark, Finland, New Zealand, Sweden, Singapore, and Switzerland are like the six least corrupt countries. And it is perceived that Somalia is the most corrupt country. It's perceived. I mean, they rank like 8 over 10. But in fact, South Sudan is the most corrupted country. And that's because of constant social and economic crisis. You can Google this. You can go on Wikipedia. You can check it. But among the 172 countries that was published, well, Nigeria ranked 146. I mean, I'm supposed to be excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course not. Of course there, was, not. there was a particular time... I think it was Jonathan's administration around 2010, 2015. Uh, from 143rd, we ranked 136th. Yeah, we improved, yeah. yeah. Now we're back to 146. 
Wow. <laughs> well, I, I believe that Nigeria can still rank among the least corrupt countries. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it's possible. It looks like it might be impossible, but anything is possible. I mean, it always looks impossible until somebody comes and do it. And maybe you are the person you have been waiting for. Maybe you are that, you are that leader, you are that person that's supposed to change the narrative or change the whole paradigm as a whole. You stand for equity, you stand for equality, you stand for truth, you stand for um, everything that makes that can make a country move forward. Because let's talk, let's say the truth, or let's talk about this week. A country that is corrupted retrogresses because everybody is looking out for self-interest and self-gain. And I'm not saying um, anybody's even let out on this, right? It, it's from the tires, from the lowest to the mm-hmm. highest, just like yeah. Fumia said it. I mean, you find it everywhere. It's everywhere. in the new prison crimes, even in the family. Everywhere. Yeah, even the, even the healthcare system, like where they are supposed to like save lives, you see people paying for yeah. like something they can't even account for informal payments, and then they increase the the prices of services. Okay. I remember that was a that was a um, an article I read once about um, can't remember now, but it was a while ago about. Um, somebody in the healthcare system, I won't mention the name of the hospital, that took the beds that were meant for patients, took what? them to her house. And, you know, she set up her own mini hospital now. That mm-hmm. was the beds from the hospital. Yes, wow. and the, even the clothing, the bed dress and everything, they, they were from the hospital where the person walked from. I mean, how this happening in Kadabi? And maybe there was a day, maybe they had. Maybe something happened and they had, you know, mass people being moved in all at once into the hospital. And mm. you hear, there are no beds, there are no beds. How do we do it? <laughs> and you're wondering what happened to the beds. So, I mean, it's just disheartening, right? So, um, okay, stay tuned. We'll be right after this break. And after this break, we're going to talk about the solutions we think we can perform to see that by corruption I mean, can be. So get out of the way, out of the way of the land of our dreams. We are the nation, we are part of this. Oh, oh. We are the nation, we are part of this. Welcome back, dear listener. So moving right up into the solutions we feel that can actually work out well this is something that i believe people have been saying over time but if our leaders are much more intentional and more deliberate in doing this it can actually work attaching punishment for everyone that actually violates a rule or a law regardless of who that person is so it's just attaching being deliberate with those punishments that yes you must actually serve those punishments because no matter how much we say those stuff there are still laws, but people violate them. What are the, what are those, um, what are the things that are put in place to see that those people are actually that justice is actually served, that those yeah, people yeah. actually pay for what they did? So those things need to come in place. They need to be implemented so that gradually, when we another generation rises, they don't meet Nigeria as the as one hundred and seventy in corruption. Rank. <laughs> I think one solution. Another solution, I mean, is when everyone is, like, self-satisfied. 
mm-hmm. feel it is important. Yes, yes. One of the yes. reasons for corruption is like greed. Yes. When you feel like mm-hmm. what you have is not enough. enough. Yes. And there are people that do not even have like a thought of what you have. Yeah. So when everyone is like self-satisfied, content with whatever we have, I mean, have corruption will be like the least problem of in course. Nigeria. Well, if you ask me, I think one of the solutions we can prefer to, you know, dealing with this is we need to go back to the grassroots and synthesize people. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to start from, you know, the basics. We need to start from the primary school, secondary school, even our universities. We should educate people and let them understand that there are, there are, there are consequences for every action. I mean, that for every action you take, there are consequences for them. And if you do something that is wrong, you can get, um, you pay a fine or, or you probably be, um, there's a justice. It just has to be a punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. you have to So in, in a way, yeah. even though we know that laws were made, even though people will say laws were made to mm. be broken, I mean, for every law that is broken, I believe that, mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody steals today and you get caught, they take them to the police station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, you know, Even corruption in the police them. system itself. We don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it. Well, but anyways, children, you have listened to how things are in Nigeria. Corruption is like a canker worm that is affecting every fabric of the Nigerian society. So what you can do as a child is to begin to present yourself as a good person. Treat people nicely. So when you get to those leadership position you won't be like all those leaders that won't serve people that would just want more want exactly more, so people. okay yeah. finally i think we can just base this to the golden bull do unto others as you want them to oh, do yeah. unto you oh, yeah so oh, yeah yet yeah, let that be like your magazine every day do mm-hmm. unto people as you want them to do unto you stay tuned we'll be right back after this break we are the nation we are part of it Welcome back, dear listener. You are still very much tuned to Children That Change the World on Parrot 101.1 FM. So now we move to our quiz and game segment. So like I said, the numbers to call is 0905-164-5438. The numbers are open already. Yes, as usual, we have 10 questions for you on the show today. You have to pick one out of them and the question will be read out to you for you to answer. We await your calls. We have a caller. Hello, first caller. I'm Olua Fumilayo. And what's your name, please? Odisha Sundanlai. Odisha Oh, you are welcome to the CTCTW radio show. Please pick a number. I pick number nine. Number nine. Who wrote the Nigerian National Pledge? Do you know the Nigerian National Pledge? Yes. Can you recite it? Yes. Yes, go ahead, please. I just Nigerian. 
Yeah, my country. We face real illness. Bad media with all my strength. We face I believe in you. Please go ahead. Ow. So obviously you don't know how to recite the Nigerian National Pledge. You might not know who wrote the Nigerian National Pledge. The person who wrote the Nigerian National Pledge is Professor Mrs. Felicia Adebola Dedoni. Oh, we have another caller. Hello. Eniola, welcome to the show. Please pick a number. Number three. Question you... number three for me, sorry. Okay, it's fine. When was the Nigerian 500 note released? 500 Naira note. When was it released? Hello? Oh, we lost our call. All right, the Nigerian 500 Naira note was released in 2001. 2001. We shall be at the heart of nation changing history. Hello, caller. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello. Hello, I'm hearing you. Okay, what's your name, please? Eh? What is your name and where are you calling from? I'm calling from Ida Deiria. What is your name? My name is Oluafemi. Oluafemi. Please speak a number. Number five. Number five. No, question <laughs> number five. Femi, when did the Eiffel Tower open in France? The beat is again. Okay. Um, are you familiar with history? Do you do history? Do you read history books at all? I'm not wearing you. Okay, I'm just going to read out the questions to you. The question to you. When did the Eiffel Tower open in France? Hello? You have people running with my questions. They are fun. What's happening? <laughs> the answer to that question is 18... 1889. The Eiffel Tower was opened in 1889. We have a caller. I don't think we're going to take any more calls. We are out of time. Sometimes it feels like we don't have to go, but you know, the time is always against us. So, okay, finally, before we go, I just have a little announcement. If you've been an avid listener to Children That Change the World program, and you've you've called us during our question segment, and and you've won any of our um, you've won. You've you know, answered any of our questions correctly. Actually, I wanted to say if you if you've answered, you've won yourself yeah. a gift. So you can reach out to us on social media, Facebook. I mean, if you have if you if you have a Facebook account, we have a Facebook account as well. So go to Google. I mean, check children that change the world. City City W. Drop us a message in our inbox that you want and all of that. Because we are trying to do a more creative and comprehensive list. And we've not gotten back to you. Then secondly, alright, CTW is um, holding an, a small reading program before the end of the year. 
it's just a two-day reading program i mean if you are interested in this it's just okay we are reading a book it's not long i think about 70 pages or so so um reach out to me personally i need just about 10 people although i've gotten like five people already i need just about five more people and trust me their incentives so you can reach out to me on 080 Six one six one zero eight eight two. I'm going to take that again. Zero eight zero six one six one zero eight eight two, and um, we can take it from there. Or if you can't get me there, reach out to me on zero eight one 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 zero eight one 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 eight eight four nine one seven. I remain Raymond Oluwalola. Thank you so much, wonderful listener, for joining us today for another beautiful episode. And to all our callers, we say thank you very much. Even though nobody got the answer correctly, so sad. For feedback or sponsorship, call us on this number 0810-984-6416 and 0805-176-2471. I remain Queen Esther Obasi. And this is Olua Fumilayo Jenny. See you next week in another novel and enlightening episode. Thank you and God bless you. <laughs>